following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in on a beautiful Tuesday in Nashville, Tennessee. The weather is terrific. Even though it's the start of November, boy, we are blessed right now with incredible weather. We're about to be blessed with a rip-roaring show that will get knee-deep and cover virtually every angle imaginable around the Tennessee-Georgia game Saturday in Athens. But first, as is the case each and every day, we say hello to Billy Derrick to my left. Billy, how are you? George, I'm I'm great. I'm I'm ready. This is could be the best show yet. And uh I'm I'm ready to roll full uh, Georgia Tennessee talk today. So um I'm ready to roll, George. If you're wondering about Watson Brown, he will join us here in a matter of moments. As is the case with each show, we begin with our daily Titans update. And that brings Terry McCormick. Yes, we'll wave to you as well. Um, Terry, let me see if I've got all this right. The trade deadline has come and gone as of about an hour ago, and it looks like the Titans were not involved at all. No, they stood pat, George, uh, just like uh, you said. They stood pat, uh, did not make any roster moves uh, to better themselves uh, with the trades. Terry, are you aware of anything that either they got close to or at least names that maybe got interesting? I don't know that they were really that, you know, hard, you know, going after anybody because, you know, John Robinson, if he's a guy that, uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that uh, if he puts his mind to something and goes after it, uh, he generally comes away with something. But I think it sounds like they probably just stood pat and uh, decided to roll with what they have. Now, they do have an open roster spot, but uh, my assumption on that would be that uh, it'll be left there for someone to come off of injured reserve and probably be restored to the active roster. Terry, they're in the middle of a five-game winning streak, and that's terrific, and that has elevated them to a point where they're really going to have to try hard not to win the AFC South, but it's also virtually impossible at this point to project anything past that. I just don't see it. And you you may see a little bit of evidence of that Sunday night. It'll be interesting to see uh, what type of plan of action they have to try and slow down the Kansas City Chiefs and stay in a game against a high-powered offense. Uh, we saw what happened in Buffalo. Uh, they got wiped out up there. 
I, I do think this Titans team has figured some things out since then, and they are much better than that showing on that Monday night up in Buffalo. But, you know, have they improved enough with their style of play to be able to compete with the elite teams in the conference? And I think, we, you know, we're going to get the first real test of that Sunday night in Kansas City. Terry, my guess is you're going to tell me, look, you're a day early and a dollar short. Anything on Ryan Tannehill and what the illness is? Um, no, nobody said anything, but I will tell you this. In the uh, media, I guess, the schedule that's been sent out, Tannehill is scheduled to speak to us tomorrow. So the assumption would be if he's scheduled to speak with us, that he is well enough to do that and uh, is past whatever illness may have uh, beset him this past weekend. Okay, let's go back to something you said earlier. Uh, I agree with you. They're certainly better prepared for Kansas City uh, right now than they were when they had to take on Buffalo in week two. What do you think they have figured out on the defensive end? Well, I think they've just been able to get the right people in the right places. They've stopped giving up the explosive plays in the past game that had plagued them for the first four or five games, even games that they had won some. Uh, you know, they were still giving up a lot of yards in certain aspects. They have kind of solidified the secondary. The pass rush has been pretty good. They've been really good against the run. And I think that uh, – that kind of sets the tone. If they can stop the run and make teams one-dimensional like they want to be, even if they're explosive teams uh, like they're going to face in Kansas City, it still makes it better because you know that you're going to defend the pass rather than the run. So there is still something to be said for that. I just think that, uh, you know, this Titans defense is, you know, has the right people in the right places now, it appears like, and they're playing with a lot of confidence, George. Yeah, no doubt about that. You want to play fill-in-the-blank? Sure. This is a new this is a new thing for us. Ready? Really, really need the match game music going here if we're gonna do this. <laughs> you know what? That that might be great. With Gene Rayburn with that little bitty microphone that he used to use. Remember? <laughs> match game 74. It was good stuff. John Robinson stood pat at the trade deadline because. Because what? Because I think he felt like that maybe that there wasn't enough out there that he could get in return to give up draft capital and try to get this team to another to another level. I just think that it's a situation where they kind of are what they are right now, running the football with Derrick Henry, uh, hopefully getting Ryan Tannehill back this week to even things out a little bit and make themselves a little less imbalanced toward the run. But I just think that uh, they feel like that, this is kind of what they have to go with. Mike Brabel pretty much said it after the win over the Colts. He said, this is the formula we're going to have to use. And he was talking about running the football, stopping the run, and forcing turnovers. And that's kind of what they've had to do, and that's what they've done. Terry, good work as always. Really appreciate it. All right, work on that match game music, George. You know what? I will, because if we're going to play fill in the blank, I think we need it. I think you're right. I think you're on to something. Thanks, Terry. See you. Okay, Billy, uh, pretty interesting update today, so take yeah, it away. We do have an interesting update, George, but first, a few words on the sponsors of the Ter Ter Terry McCormick's Daily Titans update. The Justin Tucker team 
With Platinum Realty Partners, they are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, they are Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. Also, Sumner Funeral and Cremation, they are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and also online at SumnerFuneral.com. Okay, George, let's get to today's uh, first order of business. We go to college football. Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith is out for the season. Uh, That was announced earlier today, suffering a torn pectoral muscle. Uh, He's going to undergo surgery on Thursday uh, after an injury that he sustained in the first half of Georgia's win over Florida last week. So, Big loss. You don't want to lose anybody on that defense if you're Georgia heading into Tennessee week. Billy, this is a real bummer for Georgia. First of all, they didn't think it was this severe coming out of the game. The news kept getting worse and worse. And finally, this morning, they made the decision that he's out for the year. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to cover all angles of this game today. Tony Basilio at 420, give or take you know, 15 seconds. And then at five o'clock, former University of Georgia quarterback David Green will join us and we will talk with him about what this loss of Nolan Smith does for the dogs. Yeah, big stuff, George. Big stuff. Uh, We'll talk about that more, of course, later. NFL trade deadline. We've got a few big big, uh, news pieces today. George, uh, Chase Claypool was traded from Pittsburgh to Chicago for a second-round pick. Bradley Chubb traded from Denver to Miami. That includes a 2023 first-rounder. And then Calvin Ridley from Atlanta to Jacksonville for a fifth-round pick and a conditional fourth-rounder. So, a few big trades today. Yeah, the Chase Claypool, for me, is really intriguing. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's pretty darn good. Pittsburgh's not going anywhere for a while. Sounds like a uh, Sounds like a commercial. <laughs> Maybe a Southwest airline not going anywhere for a while. Um, Chase Claypool would have looked good in Titan mm-hmm. two-tone blue. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. So Titans potentially missed out on on Claypool there. They uh, might have. Who knows? Who knows, George? Let's uh, let's move through here. The Brooklyn Nets have fired Steve Nash. Uh, the decision to part ways was mutual uh, between the Nets and Nash. Uh, sources told Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, but suspended Celtics coach Ima Udoka has emerged as the likely next Nets head coach. And, you know, the uh, the Celtics said that th- they will allow him to leave for another job. So kind of interesting there. Okay, couple of things. Number one, Steve Nash has been essentially forced to run an insane asylum. That's a loony bin up there. Yeah. You've got... Kevin Durant, who doesn't know if he wants to be there or not. You've got Kyrie Irving, who has been just a – I don't even want to say what I think when it comes to Kyrie Irving, other than I think he's a complete whack job. I don't think you – you don't know from one day to the next what you're getting out of Kyrie Irving, both on and off the court. And the fact that the Celtics – are saying, look, if you want this guy, have at him. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't, I thought there was no way that he was going to get another job, but Celtics, Celtics are uh, playing Mister Nice Guy, I guess, uh, over there in Boston. So uh, the the Nets. Oh, I, I'll tell you what, I think it more sounds like sounds more like they want him out of their hair 
Yeah. And it's, it has nothing to do with coaching. Uh, obviously, there were some indiscretions off the court that did not set well. They suspended him for the year. And if they really had a desire to keep him, they could have stepped up and said, wait a minute, he's our property. They apparently told the Nets have at him. Yeah, that's on, that's another side that you know we may not be thinking about. Just shocking. Get it, get off, get off my chest. Uh, okay, George, last piece here. Hanny Mukhtar, uh, Nashville SC dynamic player. He he's the MLS Player of the Year. He was named sure is 2022 Landon Donovan uh, MLS MVP earlier today. Uh, 23 goals this season and 11 assists for Nashville. So good season for Mukhtar this year. Congratulations to him. Uh, obviously, they're disappointed that they were not able to go farther in the playoffs. But I think the future uh, for that club is very bright. And I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I'm the big soccer expert, but I've been to a bunch of their games. He's a terrific player. He is. He's a he's kind of a franchise player for them and a good good foundation piece uh, for, for that franchise, George. He sure is. So let me tell you a little bit of what we've got going. Uh, Tony Basilio will join us from Knoxville after the break. And obviously, you all have enjoyed his work all season long. Um, there have just been terrific numbers uh, when Tony comes on here. And for that, we are very appreciative. And then at 5 o'clock, former University of Georgia quarterback David Green will join us. If you've forgotten about David, he was the hobnail boot quarterback. And at five o'clock, some of you who are longer, uh, younger will learn exactly what that means. Stay tuned. We've got a rip-roaring show coming. Tony Basilio is in the on-deck circle. And this is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. 
Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. First things first, as we welcome you back, I'm told that Watson Brown is with us by phone. Watson, are you there? George, I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry for uh, for the struggle. Hopefully, we can get this worked out uh, at some point and get your smiling face back in here. I know you miss it, so we'll keep trying. On that, we go to Knoxville and we say hello to Knoxville sports talk show host, Tony Basilio, decked out in orange today in anticipation of what is, at the moment, the game of the year in college football. That's pretty heady stuff. I'd say that's pretty heady stuff, George. I'd say, uh, I've worn this phrase out, but it's something that wasn't on my Singo card uh, coming into the year. Crazy. It's absolutely insane. Can you guys before we get to the, I'm sorry. Before we get to the real football stuff, Tony Billy pointed this out to me, and and I'm sure somebody has called you about this. Tony Romo on the Eagles Pittsburgh Steelers telecast just sort of threw out there the some NFL teams are going to look at Josh Heupel. Well, now there's nothing about that to really question as far as has he done a good enough job that it would warrant that I'll just ask you, you're a lot closer to it than I am. 
Have you heard anything like that? No, but it would make complete sense to me because he manages his football team like a pro coach does. They do not talk down to their kids at all. It's just his nature. I think he'd be an excellent manager of professional athletes, uh, the way he handles kids. I've said the whole time that even before this season, people were talking about, well, you know, if he blows up, what about Oklahoma? And my sense of him has always been, I would be a lot more worried if, if he got a hankering to go try this in the NFL. Now, the question would become, and Watson knows more about this than I ever will, but it's a completely different game on the pro level with the offense that he runs because the field's a little different. The hashes are different. The game's different. So, uh, but that said, the way he manages people, his level of emotional intelligence. Look, the last guy that ran or tried to run or tried to do this kind of offense on um, on that level was Chip Kelly. Now, I don't know how deep Watson wants to go with you here, but Chip Kelly was a horse's rear end. Chip <laughs> Kelly's a really weird guy. Chip Kelly's not a not a nice guy. Chip Kelly's a Chip Kelly guy. Um, this guy here, if 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 an opportunity like that presented itself for him, is a really bright, humble, pretty respectable guy who I think treats athletes the way they want to be treated, and he really treats these kids like professionals. That's what he. That's the that's the way they run their operation. So, I kind of see why Tony Romo would say what he's saying. And then again, I think the game's kind of different in the NFL. So whether or not his schemes work would be kind of another story for another day. Watson, take it from there, wherever you want to go. Well, Tony, his his system that he runs right now is not a pro system. No. There would have to be a lot of change in his system to go to the NFL. I agree. Unless you just, unless the owner that wants to hire a college system and give it a shot, uh, I haven't seen anybody do that. When Chip Kelly left Oregon and went to the Eagles, he did not keep his college offense. He kept parts of it, but he, he catered more toward the pro game. He wasn't as good. He wasn't as good at it. I'm not saying that Josh would not give it a shot or whatever, but you're really talking apples and oranges. And I really don't think I just don't believe Josh would do that I don't if if there are some that approach him he's going to get approached by college people mm -hmm. uh, he'll get approached by everybody because he's the hot guy right now but I don't think I don't see Josh Hopper leaving Tennessee I don't see him leaving Tennessee for another college job uh, it might cost Tennessee some money in the, in the offseason uh, but I don't see him leaving and I sure don't see him taking off to the pros he doesn't have a pro background, Tony, whatsoever, and he and he's just now getting started where he is. I just I just don't believe he'll leave this year. So take that with a cup of coffee, and it's more that won't take you very far. But but um, I think you're right about him and Coach Kelly. I know I, I don't know Josh. I know about him, but I don't know him personally yet. And but I know Coach Kelly, and they are different personalities completely. Yeah, and and that's my, that was that was that and that's solely what was what I was talking about. I know the offense and the game is totally different. 
and and yeah. and and what you know just the way the field lays out at that level and then running that fast at that level at that pro level i just don't think nfl guys are going to go a million miles an hour on offense you're not going to get a 35 year old guy or a 33 year old offensive lineman or whomever you better have unbelievable success if you want to get those guys to go that fast and do it all the time um that said this week guys is crazy here it's crazy people are so excited well they should be Tony, I mean, this Tennessee has worked their way to this game, and and we need to give them credit for that. The the big Pittsburgh game on the road started the whole thing. Uh, then getting to go to LSU was the next big step and winning yeah. big. Then take care of business at home against Kentucky. Well, and and beating Alabama before you go to LSU. Yeah. Oh, no, excuse me, beating Alabama after you go to LSU was the the game and and if they don't win that one this one is still for the east division put them in front of the east division championship but but now in the top four with it i really believe truly strongly believe the winner of this game will be ranked number one in the country uh next week so this i don't know that there will be a bigger regular season game than this one uh you start getting into the championship games and conference championships and then into the playoffs, that's different. But as regular season, um, this is the biggest game of the year, and there won't be a bigger one than this uh, later on, unless it's Ohio State, Michigan. Um, it would be the only thing to touch it, Tony, if they both stay undefeated till then. You know what's wild about this deal, too? And and George was saying it before, but nobody here dreamed this was possible. Nobody. I don't care who you are. I mean, you could say, oh, well, you know, we all thought internally that we could. I mean, that's great. Those guys did. I mean, nobody thought they'd be in this game. I mean, I love all that talk. You love all that talk. We all love all that talk. The truth is, this is a real opportunity for Tennessee. I'll read some, So tonight, I'm going to read something to you. ESPN's going to do their reveal tonight of the playoffs. Now, I've never seen this show before because it's never really applied to Tennessee. And to be honest with you, I've been so bored with the top of college football because it's the same three or four usual suspects. It feels like they're playing their own different game and everybody else is just kind of out here, you know, doing whatever it is they're doing. Um, Tonight, a lot of people think Tennessee is going to be the number one seed in this thing when they reveal this. This is just the initial reveal. It really means nothing. I'll tell you how much it means to our fan base, though. I'm going to do a call-in show after this like it was a game itself right on my website at tclub.team, and we'll have thousands of people listening, and we'll have calls from all over the world because the expectation is that Tennessee will be number one here. And I say to this fan base, anytime you get a chance to wave your finger in the air, we're number one. With, With everything these people have been through, let's do that. The last the, – the, the, there have been eight playoffs, okay? The, 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 the team that gets the number one seed the first night, which is tonight, makes the playoff seven out of eight times. The team that gets the number two seed, which could be Tennessee tonight or Georgia or Ohio State, whomever, they make the playoff seven out of eight times. The team that gets the number three seed, which the expectation is that's Ohio State coming into tonight. That's the expectation. They make the playoff one out of eight times so far in the eight years we've had this thing, the wow. team that gets the number four seed on the first uh, TV show, and again, it's a TV show, makes the playoffs four 
out of eight times. So if Tennessee lands in slots one or two, they have an excellent shot of making the playoff according to the numbers here, seven out of eight. So wow. seven, of eight, seven of eight, one of eight for the third slot, and then four of eight for the fourth slot, which I think those are fascinating numbers. No, I think that really is. But this is, to me, Tony, a wee bit different because the weekend right after they first announce, two of the top four are playing each other. Yes. That changes everything in a week. In one yep. week's time, that whole yep. thing changes. So I, I'm not sure how long that'll last for Tennessee or Georgia because I think the loser falls out of the top four if Clemson mm-hmm. wins. If TCU wins, mm-hmm. one of them falls out and got to work their way back in again. So the, it, all you're saying leads right back to Saturday in Athens. The winner of this game is really sitting pretty and might the winner of this game might even lose to Alabama if they win the rest of their games. Might lose to Alabama in the SEC championship, Tony, and still get in. So this is a huge football game. The loser's got to fight back up again and, and hope some people get knocked off. The winner is sitting on the perch and might even stay in the top four if he loses the SEC championship game. That is if they beat South Carolina and uh, Missouri and Vanderbilt. But they, they, there's no reason they don't do that unless there's injury or whatever. It's just the, the biggest game of the year, and uh, the only one that can touch it would have been Alabama-Tennessee, which was unbelievably good. And then the other one that can touch it, Tony, is Michigan-Ohio State, if they're both undefeated when, they, when Michigan goes to Columbus. So it's just neat times. and. And just congratulations to everybody where you are because it's 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 really it, it, people don't understand how hard it is to get to this point. And uh, but then let's talk about the game. Yep, this one really. I I I've been saying Tennessee was going to beat them when I watched Georgia play Saturday. I'm back to back to fifty fifty with it. I didn't think Georgia's offense was good enough to score with Tennessee. I think it is. I think it is. I think they're right there with Alabama's offense, and those two tight end sets they get in, that balances you up defensively. Tennessee's got their hands full. Um, um, So I think Georgia can score with them, and I think Georgia's defense is better than Alabama's defense. So I think of the two teams that Tennessee's played, this is the better one. They don't get to play them at home. They got to go on the road. Saying that, there's no doubt they can still win the game. So today, Tony, the, their best pass rusher is probably not playing. Uh, Georgia's. I just saw that over uh, looking up something, and uh, I think it, it yeah, no, Nolan Smith, outside linebacker, That's out right. for the year. Yeah, and, and uh, not only is he their, he's their, coach, he's their best. He's their best defender. He leads them in pressures on the year. He leads a team in sacks on the year. He's the guy who's like a spiritual leader for him, kind of the um, coach on the field type. All this from an outside linebacker, and he's a huge, huge loss for them. The other thing from a Tennessee standpoint you got to like here is one of their safeties is a true freshman. Tennessee loves to confuse. Now, I don't know if the kid's still young. You know, it's be his ninth college football game, but he's young enough. Because 
Tennessee, you know, that's what they do. They get, they get these uh, defenses in scramble mode. I mean, they're calling two plays to your one. You know, they go to the line. You and I have talked about this. They go to the line thinking, okay, this is what we're going to do first down. This is what we're going to do on second down. And then we reset. One, two, reset. One, and, and, if, and like you, you told me several weeks ago, they stay ahead of the chains. They're a real handful. They'll be a handful for this team this week. And if Georgia's successful at Tennessee on first down, it could be a long day for the Vols. The question I have for you is, when you watch Georgia offensively, you saw what I saw, which is I didn't know they had the ability to throw over top of Tennessee's defense. Both of those oh, defense, I think give them the opportunity to do that. Do you expect, Watson, this is the first team we're going to see all year really challenge Tennessee vertically? Because we're eight games into this thing, and we've really yet to see somebody really try to throw it over them. Yeah, Tony, that, Georgia is tough to play. I don't think as tough as Tennessee, but tough to play offensively because when you put two tight ends in and they play that as their base offense, mm-hmm. when you're playing with two tight ends, it balances defenses up. You can't overplay the strong side. You have to stay balanced, and Tennessee is going to have to come up with a different game plan. But I want to tell you, uh, Tennessee's defense has slowly gotten better. And I told George this yesterday, Tony. I thought Tennessee's defense was the difference Saturday against Kentucky. They just, uh, after the first drive, and I was concerned because Kentucky drove it down second drive, I guess, and, and did what I thought Kentucky could do. Couldn't do it anymore. They had Levis. He, he didn't know where he was. They were getting to him. He, he, they made him play a bad game. And I really believe what's going on, Tony, is the Tennessee defense, I text you this, I said, they're playing loose, aggressive, and it's easy to do that when you know your offense is going to score points. So you sit there and you're loose. So, well, if we give up an easy one because we're over-aggressive, so be it. That's that's the attitude I see them playing with right now. And if they play up to the way they have the last couple of weeks defensively, then I don't know that Georgia can outscore them. So I think the Tennessee defense is a huge piece of this weekend. We talk offense all the time, but the Tennessee defense has got to hold Georgia down and hopefully in the 20s. I still think Tennessee will get in the 30s, and you've got to hold Georgia in the 20s. Honestly, not anybody really has if if Georgia plays well. And the other thing, Tony, I think that, has happened. Tennessee's brought it on. Tennessee's woke up all these fan bases. The Tennessee fan base <laughs> is so good. That atmosphere is so good. I think the fan base in Georgia, and I even saw where Coach Smart said, hey, come and be wild. And I think everybody now is trying to match the Tennessee atmosphere. And I think that Athens atmosphere will be really good because of it. It'll pick itself up a a step over what it normally is. Yeah, the sights and sounds out of Neyland Stadium Saturday night. I mean, that looked like something that uh, Vince McMahon would have put on for like, like a WrestleMania back in the day. Look at that. Like when you yeah. show the the shot of the, the choreographed fireworks off the top of that stadium, uh, that's a far cry from the place that uh, I went to school, uh, a, let's say a few decades back. Let's put it that way. But, you know, when they turn those lights out, Tony, and put the light on the team as the team came running out on the field, I'm telling you now, that was that's, it's fantastic stuff. And I'm telling you, I think it's waking up everybody else. 
And they're all saying, man, we better pick it up. We better pick our pace up when the balls come to town. So I think it's going to be wild again. I, I, I can't wait to see the game. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. And Tennessee, Tony, the one thing I'll say, they're battle ready now. They've been in tough games now. They've been in games they were not supposed to win. They won yep. with Alabama. And they've been in games they were supposed to win that they won. And I think they're battle-tested. They've been in a tough place at LSU. And uh, I don't I don't think they'll, they'll bat an eye when they go to Athens. I don't. In that way, I think it's a very big positive. I don't think five weeks ago we could have said that. But after what they've been through now, I think they're battle-tested. You know, you mentioned the Pittsburgh game. I think this Tennessee team that's out here right now would, would beat that Tennessee team that played Pittsburgh by a couple scores. They've oh, come a long way since then. A long way. Yes, and a long way in confidence. Yeah. That's where they've gotten, they've gotten better on defense. Yep. The secondary Saturday was the best I've seen them play. If there's a weakness on the Tennessee team, Yes. It's the secondary. and But they played their best game Saturday. And uh, I just – they got to get after the quarterback. They cannot let him stand back there uh, because they've got weapons too. They've got to get after him. And I think the one that controls the running game the best may win this ball game. The one that can't run it, it will be the loser of this game. Tennessee is a much better running game than everybody gives them credit for. And I saw Coach Smart say that earlier this week, yesterday. He said Tennessee runs the football much better than people think they do. They just run it in an unconventional way, but but they certainly do. I mean, they, they and they run the ball. They run the ball more than they throw the ball. I mean, the, the, the numbers are this year. That's the way the numbers break out. Um, I, I'll tell you this about this game that's really, I think, going to be really interesting is the big game aspect of it. And the way this coach does not allow his team thus far to get pulled into this. You know what's different, though? Tonight, when ESPN flashes up there, what I think they're going to flash up, guys, which is at your number one, all of a sudden it's different. And I don't know why it's different, but the equation all of a sudden is different. And I don't know why that is. You guys could tell me why that is. But There's a, a magic to it. Yeah, there's something about it. There's a magic. By the I way, you now, yeah. The Athletic um, pulled its 27 college football writers. Mm -hmm. You probably saw this. 21 of them say Tennessee will be number one tonight. Mm -hmm. We'll show that, by the way, at 5:20 this afternoon. So, mm -hmm. Tony, inquiring minds want to know: mm -hmm. Is that a Philly shirt you're wearing? It is. Good luck tonight. I love their crowd. We're going to need it. Yeah, I know it. I'm afraid, well, George, we're going to need it. But, yeah, uh, you you're know, probably right, but I love the crowd. The crowd is so hungry and fun. You know, my son goes to school there, and I tried to get him a single. And uh, it's been a pretty good fall, but Dad didn't go and pay $1,000 for uh, standing <laughs> in the outfield ticket. I mean, I love, I love him. I love my son. My son, Anthony's the best. Dad's not paying $1,000 for you to go stand in the outfield, Anthony. Bad news for you. See if you can talk uh, your way in. Let me let me repeat. Son, we love you. We love you. It ain't happening. It is not happening. No. He goes, well, Dad, no. you think? Uh, I said, yeah, I no. think you need to go down there, get to know somebody, or do like a lot of people do today. You just get behind somebody, and when 
they hold the four up, you be the fifth, and they don't even know you've come through the turnstiles. There's no turnstiles anymore. I love it. I love what we're teaching the youth of America. Yes, we are. So, Tony, what uh, the the Tennessee Alabama game on TV in Knoxville got? What kind of number? You asked me that last week. I still have no idea. Oh, no. You were telling me what it got in Nashville, which is it astronomical. Got- I know the numbers it got uh, in terms of um, um, just across the board nationally. I think this game's bigger. I oh, think I, this game will do a bigger I, game than the Alabama game did. And that thing touched 15 million. This thing uh, Saturday is going to do an unbelievable number. And, okay. and the fresh blood, the fresh blood of um, just the whole concept of the fresh blood is, you know, I think college football needs some newness. It needs some newness at the top, whether it was Tennessee or someone else. It just needs somebody new at the top of it. Uh, I'm in well, total agreement. Go ahead, Watson. Well, you've got the newness, and it's Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, I, I, the only the only thing I don't like of being named number one, I think it takes a little, and I think there will be too, it takes a little pressure off of Georgia guys. That's what I think. Georgia's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so it, Georgia feels the heat because everybody says you're supposed to win the game. Right. Tennessee goes to number one. That changes the mindset a little bit in Athens. And I think that lets the Georgia team relax a little more. But honestly, guys, this is such a big game. And, and Tony, this is the first of, of, of four. Because if they win this one, then they got the pressure of the SEC game. And if they win that one, then they got a semifinal game. And if they win that one, then they got a championship game. So this is the start of four really pressurized football games. Wow. But, man, it's been a long time since they got to taste this. And I think Josh will have them ready. And I, I don't – they may not win, and they may win. Uh, but I don't think they'll choke. I think they'll play, let it fly and be loose. Yeah. And I just – that's the way his teams play, and I expect to see that Saturday. I think both these guys, both these games – and I know, look, we all watch the NFL – the NFL this year is so lacking compared to the major games in college football right now. Now, college football has a problem with too many easy games these teams play on their schedules. But, man, the NFL game, you take the entertainment that we're going to see Saturday and you show me an NFL game where the game right now is 12 to 3, 9 to 6. Uh, you know, what, what these numbers that are just, it, it's absurd how hard it is in, in NFL football to play any offense. And college, some would argue, might have too much offense. This game Saturday, Watson, I'm with you. It's going to have a perfect mix, I think, of big plays on offense and defense. And who knows, maybe some special team stuff as well. I think we're going to see a great football game, guys. I am so excited just to be a part of this week. And tonight, on my deal, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about a TV show on here and get excited about it. And why not? Okay, plug it again. Yeah. I guess we have to go to a commercial break here. Imagine sure. that. So over on my website at tclub.team or on Twitter where you find me, at Tony Basilio, as soon as they announce tonight, say Tennessee's name. That's what I've said as the benchmark. I'm going to jump in as soon as we see where they're ranked and take calls from people and talk about it and what does this do for the week and how do you feel. And, you know, this thing was left for dead, guys, and it was less than two years ago that it was left for dead. I mean, this is um, 
this is a gift. This is a gift. You know, as a, you know, as a God believing person, the older I get, I take my gifts anywhere I can get them. And uh, this is a gift, guys. It really is. It's fun. It's kind of like watching my Phillies in the World Series. I mean, George, were you expecting my Phillies to be in the World Series? Absolutely Heck no. not. I was expecting my Braves to be there. Thank you. And so was You're I. And, and, and guys, when we were talking back in August, you said to me, well, what are they going to do this year, the Vols? And I said, guys, if this guy wins nine, he should be coach of the century. Yeah, he's going to win nine. He's going to be nine and oh. They win Saturdays, mean nine and oh. Yeah, he's going to win nine. I think he's got a chance. Crazy. Hey, uh, first of all, thank you for being on as thank always. Um, when I go to the break here in a minute, I'm going to call you, answer your phone if you can. All right. Thank you. We'll go to the break and then we'll have more on Tennessee and Georgia. So stick around. Oh, yes. What do you got there, Billy? George, uh, we do have a sponsor here for Tony Basilio. Well, he has oh. been brought to us by Direct Radon Mitigation. Have you heard of the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer. The only way to know is to test for it. Visit directradonmitigation.com to schedule a free estimate. There you go, George. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. 
Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Coming up at 5 o'clock, we will continue uh, our discussion, the whole stuff around what right now is the game of the year in college football between Tennessee and Georgia. Former Dogs quarterback David Green will join us. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy what he has to say about this matchup. Watson, I don't pretend to know what the ESPN college football power index is all about as far as the percentages of playoff uh, possibilities. They call it their FPI playoff predictor. They've got Ohio State with an 85% chance of making the playoff. They have Georgia second at 70%, and Tennessee 60%, Alabama, Clemson, Michigan all right around 50%, And poor old TCU, which has had a hell of a year, at 11% in the seven spot. Anything in that 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 strikes you, surprises you, any of that? No, because I think Michigan, I mean, Ohio State plays Michigan at home. That's the reason their percent is high. Right. That's That's their tough game left. Georgia plays Tennessee at home. That's why their percent is higher than Tennessee, and it should be. And uh, so right there, the top three that we're talking about, and Alabama already has a loss, and Michigan's just like Tennessee. They got to go to Ohio State. And then uh, what is Clemson's? What's their percentage? Clemson is 51%. They're at number five. They and Alabama basically right there together. And Clemson goes up if they win this weekend at Notre Dame. Yes. They will go way up. They're, they're at 50 because they got to go to Notre Dame. And I don't think they just totally believe in Clemson yet. So uh, so that's what that one is. This is, George, this, this is a huge weekend because 
you think about three of the top four uh, are big game. Clemson's got to go to Notre Dame, big game. Right. Probably their biggest game of the year because nobody on the other side is a great team for the championship game. Looks like my brother's going to be it. Uh, but they lost three starters or four starters for the season Saturday against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, so Notre Dame is is the game right now, and Athens is the game right now. And and Alabama gets by LSU. They're home free. They're basically going to the championship game against either Tennessee or Georgia. So this is a huge weekend. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember who Ohio State and Michigan play, but I don't think it's anything big uh, that they either one of them have. So, but just think about those games right there that are this weekend. A lot's going to fall out this weekend, and uh, and the two biggies to me because I think Alabama will beat LSU. The two biggies are can Clemson win at Notre Dame, and who wins the Tennessee Georgia game? Okay, I'm going to put one. Kind of in your in your mind, just remember you heard this. In the playoff, the way it's set up now, one plays four, two plays three. Mm-hmm. One of those combinations could be Georgia and Tennessee again in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta on New Year's Eve. You know if Georgia is in, they're going to be in Atlanta. Think about that. No, that could could very well be. This don't end it at all. No. And the way – the winner of this game, of course, neither one of them are going to lose any of these latter games they have. The schedule gets really easy for both of them uh, after this game. So the winner of this game goes to the east, and Alabama beats LSU. They go to the west. So the winner's playing Alabama. And the key is if Georgia beats Alabama or Tennessee – beats Alabama, then the other one on the East moves way up the ladder. Yes. If Alabama beats Georgia or Tennessee, it's going to be a little tougher. Uh, then, then who do you take between the two? The winner of the game, I guess. I don't know. It's a but crazy few weeks. It, it, it's a crazy few weeks, and that's what I just explained to Tony. This is Tennessee as it is Georgia's. This is the first of four major games if you keep winning. If you lose the game, you kind of have to sit back and wait till other teams get beat. But the winner of this game basically now goes to the SEC championship. Stop and then there. you've got to win that one. So there, there's some big, big football games left. After the break, we'll have play, uh, stat of the day. I tried to put not, my name not, behind not it. Not quite yeah. yet, George. Stat of the day, and then my interview with former Georgia quarterback David Green. You're going to want to see that, whether you're a Tennessee fan or a dog fan. He's got some interesting stuff to lay out there. Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television.
Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 subspecialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several Iron Mike pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. All right, it's now time for Stat of the Day, presented by John English Vintage Sports and Cards. You can find them over in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and many other sport-related items. Of course, they're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Call Eric at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, Watson, you there? You ready for stat of the day? I'm here, buddy. Okay, here we go. Here it is. Watson, you don't get to read it on the screen, so we got uh, got got to read clearer for you. Which NFL team has the longest active drought without a shutout victory? Are you kidding? That's That's a different level. Good Lord, that's 31 years worth. <laughs> that's has, a, has the longest shutout record? Has the longest has a, drought without a shutout victory. How, what, somebody needs to talk to Michael. Right. <laughs> He's getting a little scared away here. Listen. Yeah, you, guys, oh, you guys rung off three straight. Well, it took everything I had to, you know, I, I, Kirk Cousins 
I pulled that out of uh, <laughs> you know what I forty. Yeah, <laughs> God, I don't. Be a, it'd be a little bigger than I forty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. L- before we dismiss this question, any any thought popping into your mind? In the world could we possibly? Okay. This, this could years. I mean, so the so, it's been the worst defense for a long time now. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What the hell? Let's go Detroit Lions. They've been bad for a long time. What do you think? Uh, Detroit Lions. Sounds good to me. Detroit Lions. Okay. It is the Washington oh. Commanders. As a tribute to little small stuff, Daniel Snyder. That's that's uh, kind of a cheap shot there by Michael. <laughs> Who would have ever thought? Who would have thought it? Okay, well, you know what? If you at home got that, God bless you. Gold star. <laughs> <laughs> Are we now officially into the five o'clock or the fact that I'm seeing a five, just making that up. (laughs) No, you're not, George. We are into the five o'clock hour, getting ready for David Green, former Georgia quarterback, uh, to check in with us. But first, a few words on Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement. MTBJ has the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit them on the web at mtbj.net for more information. Okay, well, they caught me. That's my bad, George. We are going right into that. Well, let's do that then. (laughs) Right into the interview with David Green, former Georgia quarterback. Promised earlier, we are joined by former Georgia quarterback David Green, who is down in the Atlanta Gwinnett area. David, how you doing? George, doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Doing good. It's good to good to talk to you. I know. I hadn't talked to you in a while. I hadn't seen you in a while, so it's good, good to catch up. Hey, I want to relive a moment for you of Tennessee, Georgia glory. It was hard for me to believe when we went back. October of 2001, let me just say for the viewers and the listeners, this is the hobnail boot touchdown. <laughs> and there's a we threw up the we threw up the hands. My God Almighty! Did you see what he did? We just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their nose. <laughs> the hobnail boot. Never heard of one before that. Okay, so I remember when you and I had lunch that day. I asked you, "What the hell is a hobnail boot?" And you had no idea. No idea either. No, and but you know that's part of what makes. Um, what made Larry Munson so awesome. I mean, you look at the fact that you could just tell he was like any other fan out there that was just uh, elated at the time. And you could tell what he was saying was not scripted. You know, I don't know if he even knew what he was saying in that moment, but he was obviously so excited that we were able to come back. Look, he had suffered uh, a lot. I mean, he had suffered through so many seasons. I don't think we'd beaten Tennessee at Tennessee uh, the 20 years before that. And so he was like a lot of Georgia fans that uh, had suffered many years. So when we got that win, it was, uh, it was a lot of joy and a lot of frustration coming out for a lot of people. How often does the hobnail boot 
get brought up to you? Well, uh, still a good bit. I mean, I, I think with most Georgia fans, they would say when they think about my career, um, they certainly think about that play as one of the biggest. Now, I would argue, I would say that the uh, play to Michael Johnson at Auburn was probably the biggest play because there was more on the line. I mean, it was the SEC, you know, uh, the SEC East was on the line. If we didn't win that game, we don't go to the championship. Um, but certainly, you know, you take the play, you give the circumstances, Coach Rick's first year, we're trying to get the program turned around. Uh, and then obviously Larry Munson's call with it being one of the top, uh, you know, top handful of calls uh, that, you know, that go down to Georgia history. Uh, and given the nature, he's, you know, talking about hobnail boots and everything else. It was, uh, it was a cool moment. It's cool to be associated with that play. Yeah, did he ever say to you, hey, by the way, on on your touchdown today, uh, this is what I called it? No, and I think I actually saw him on the bus after the game. And I can generally say, like, I, I don't really think he even knew what he was saying. <laughs> and like I, I said, that. that's kind of what's so cool is it's not really scripted. You know, he's just kind of being authentic at that time. And um no, he never mentioned it. And, and if you've ever been around Larry, I mean, he was an interesting guy to begin with. And um, a pessimist. And that's the thing that drove oh, me. Oh, totally. always been an optimistic guy by nature. And then you got Larry over there who was, oh, here we go again. This yeah, was totally it, empty. It was totally <laughs> Larry. And that used to drive me crazy. You know, David, he, he and my dad were big buddies. And, um, that they from from his Vanderbilt days, and so I knew him growing up, and I, I can remember calling him. I had done a Georgia Tech Virginia game up in Charlottesville. This was two thousand six. He was I don't know eighty three, eighty four years old, and I'm listening all the way home on WSB out of Atlanta, and he still got it. Now I know his eyes failed him somewhat at the end. But I, I remember I called him a couple of days later and I was like, I could only hope to be what you are at this age. He was amazing. He was unbelievable. And, you know, what a tough uh, position to step into. And Scott Howard's just done a fantastic job. The voice of the dogs, obviously, for a number of years now. But, uh, yeah, nobody quite liked Big Larry. I want to I want to run this by you. Um you know, you didn't fall out of a turnip truck football-wise. So you're sitting here watching Josh Heupel and, and what they're doing. Sure. What is the sauce that he's found that nobody seems to be able to stop? Well, I think he's come up with a plan. You know, obviously he's got Hooker at quarterback. He's got these players uh, believing that they can play. And I'll tell you, the majority of this game is mental. Uh, he's got this game plan where they got the up tempo, um, the plays that the offense that he's designed is working. They spread the field out and force you into these one-on-one -on -one matchups um, that they've got some really good athletes and they're winning a lot of those battles. And when you try to play coverage, you know, they've shown they can run the ball. And when you try to bring pressure, they show they can beat you in those one-on-one -on -one matchups and the defense is coming around and playing good enough to where, uh, they can win ball games, and so uh, I think what he's done is he's had he's shown that the players have bought into his game plan. They're having success, and now they've got the confidence. Uh, and certainly, the the fan base has been starving for a while. Um, 
And, and look, Neyland Stadium is one of the toughest places to play. I mean, when that, when that team is good, I mean, it is rocking in there. So um, there's a lot of things going in the right direction. I've got some good buddies that are Tennessee fans, and I said it last year. I said Tennessee's got their coach. They finally hit the right one. You could tell that they had a plan. They were sticking to it. Uh, and I could tell even last year, I didn't know they were going to be this good this quick, but I could tell last year uh, that they were on the right track. David, uh, it got out earlier this morning about Nolan Smith out for the sure. year. Yeah. That's what does that do to Georgia defensively and, and specifically in this game? Well, a couple of things. One, I would say from a leadership standpoint, it's a killer. I mean, he's one of those guys – um, that was not afraid to hold everyone accountable, get in somebody's face if they needed to. I think we miss his leadership as much as anything. Uh, from our defense, it's a killer. I mean, we're not great right now with sacks to begin with. Uh, we've been pretty good with pressure, uh, but you take someone who's been around that long, um, I would say he's like a pro's pro. Of course, he's you know, not playing pro ball yet, but I mean, he's a guy that plays the game the right way. He leads the right way. Um, tremendous player for us. It, it, it is going to hurt us. And we're taking a, a defensive front that has not been able to produce a lot of sacks. Um, and you're taking one of our best guys out. And there's no question it's going to hurt. Now, look, Georgia does have a lot of depth. There's a lot of good players that get a chance to prove themselves and step up and step up. Uh, but not having Nolan certainly it is going to hurt us. Do, do you look for anything out of Kirby out of the norm defensively that we're going to show them some things they haven't seen kind of mentality? Um, I mean, look, I'm sure he's, he's, he's going to be very aware of his tendencies that he's shown to this point and he's not going to be try to be too predictable. Um, the one thing that I think you cannot allow, which Alabama seemed to do, is decide to play coverage, allow, you know, only rush three, drop eight, uh, and expect to stop their passing game. I think they proved against Alabama uh, he can fit it in tight spaces. Um, I think you got to be committed to, you know, getting pressure on him and, um, and making him throw these tough passes and, and, you know, make him beat you in these one-on-one matchups. Look, he's not easy to stop, clearly. Nobody's really been able to do it. Uh, but if you can get pressure on a quarterback and not allow him to stand in a clean pocket, it certainly makes things a lot harder. And I think Alabama, looking back on it, they would probably go, man, I probably wish we wouldn't have played coverage as much as we do, as much as they did and try to get a little more pressure on them. Tell me a little bit about Stetson Bennett, because it's almost like, a made-for movie. Nobody right. wanted him, goes to JUCO for a while, he's fourth string, and suddenly he's good enough to win a national title, and you're like, that's a movie. <laughs> it really is. And, uh, you know, we have we knew he was good a while back. I mean, the year they went to the national championship with Jake Fromm, uh, there used to be talks out of Athens that, hey, this scout team quarterback, back when Roquan and those guys were still here, there was a lot of talks uh, from those defensive guys said, hey, this Stetson Bennett is shredding that starting defense, which is a really good defense. Um, I think Kirby learned only early on that, you know, this kid's a great competitor. They knew not only could he throw, he could, he could run the ball, which I think Kirby's talked about time and time again, 
how much he enjoys being able to use Stetson's legs, um, you know, to, to hurt a defense. And then when he finally got his opportunity, look, he, I don't think he was ever supposed to be the guy, uh, but when he got a shot, uh, he proved that he could do it. He could handle the moment that he was a great competitor. Was it always perfect? No. And, and was he playing with the same poker chips as everyone else? The answer is no. I mean, he was playing in a, uh, if he would have really, you know, messed up bad at any time throughout his starting career. He would, they would have probably yanked him pretty quick, but he played really well. And, uh, and so much so that, you know, there's five stars that are sitting on the bench and, and he's the guy that's leading the team and led him to a national championship last year. And even through, you know, some moments that seemed a little hairy, he had obviously proved himself enough to the, to the offensive staff and, and to Kirby where they felt like he gave him the best chance to win. And, and going into this season, um, it's amazing with him getting, you know, a full off season of the reps, you know, just how much better he's gotten in that whole timing with the offense, um, you know, how much better it's gotten. David, uh, you got two quarterbacks that are both 25 years old. How big an advantage is that for them? You know, it's wild you say that, George, because I'm sitting here. I didn't realize they were that old until um, – this past week, I think, of the Georgia-Florida game, they said, you know, Stetson Bennett just turned 25. I'm thinking, my goodness. Um, I mean, George, I graduated high school when I was 17. Right. I did redshirt. I think I finished Georgia when I was 21 or 22. Um, but it's becoming, George, it's becoming more and more common where you get guys in high school that are coming out later and later so they can be a little more developed. You got guys that are 19 years old when they're stepping into college and uh, I think that shows that's a that's a big answer where people are going, hey, these kids are coming out of high school, uh, you know, ready to play college ball. I think the answer is, yeah, it's because they're 19, 20 years old when they're coming out of high school. Uh, but that certainly helps from a maturity standpoint. I think it clearly shows that uh, they're on a path. They see themselves as playing, you know, playing that that sport because um, there's not too many 25 year old kids that are still uh, in college unless you failed a number of times or, uh, or <laughs> took a break and come back. I would have been a candidate. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, I got a lot of buddies that, you know, took the seven year plan, but uh, <laughs> not, not the seven year plan on purpose. Exactly. So I want to toss this theory at you. And this is, this is me conjuring up some Atlanta brave stuff here. No, they didn't win it again, but in their back of their minds was sort of this, yeah, we didn't win it, but it's not as bad because we won it all a year ago. How do you think Kirby Smart is trying to get around that kind of uh, mental stuff for a team that did win it a year ago? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm hoping what's taking place is the guys are every bit as hungrier, if not hungrier, than they were last year. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think um, Stetson's decision to come back was huge. I think that showed to me because everyone knows that Stetson last year could have sailed off into the sunset and they could have written a movie about it. And he could have been one of the greatest players ever to play at Georgia. He brought him back the national championship and everything would have been great. Uh, Stetson was clearly hungry to keep playing ball and hungry to try to take Georgia back to a national championship. So um, there's a lot of things. Look, what, what a national, there's so many things that stars that got to line up for that to happen. And uh, what you hope for as a player and a coach 
is that you have a group of guys that are hungry and are hungrier to be great than they even were last year. And, um, and that's really what you're hoping for, where they're not really focused on, oh, we're going to win a national championship. How can I get better today? And if you can do that time and time again, you know, chances are you're, you're going to get better. And I know it's, they say it sounds cliche it's about, you know, talking about the process, but look, in this game of football, there's so many things outside of your control as an individual. You got so many other guys you're depending on uh, to do their jobs. And you really got to focus on just doing your part and trying to get better at doing your part. And, um, and hopefully you got enough guys in that locker room that are rowing in the same direction with you. Okay. Last thing, give me the David green crystal ball of how this turns out Saturday. Lord, I wish I know. And George, I tell you one thing I've learned is right when you think you got, they got it figured out, you, you got no idea. Um, I'll say this, look, I think it's really going to come down to, George, it's going to come down to turnovers. Whoever turns the ball over the most, I think, is going to lose the football game. Uh, do I think Tennessee can score on Georgia? Absolutely. Do I think Georgia can score on Tennessee? Absolutely. I think it's going to come down to who doesn't turn the ball over, who plays the cleanest game, um, who's not getting stupid penalties, and uh, and ultimately, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a big battle. I do give the edge to Georgia. I think the home field advantage does matter in this game. I'm glad we're not playing in Tennessee. I think with the momentum they've got up there in Knoxville right now, uh, just makes things a little bit tougher. Um, so I'm glad we're playing in Athens. Uh, I love the fact that Tennessee is as hot as they are right now. Their hottest team in football. Georgia's proven. I mean, look, we we had, what, three or four turnovers against Florida and still beat them by 20-plus points. It goes to show Georgia's a very, very good football team as well. Uh, it's going to be one of those epic weekends in Athens. I can't wait. Okay, great stuff. I'm glad we were able to work it out to get David on. He's been a good friend, and uh, the, the timing of this was was perfect to get him on. Watson, anything out of that interview that you kind of said, hmm, interesting? Uh, no, I just I felt confidence in his voice. Um. You know that that I think they feel like they can win the game. Uh, that that I felt. I felt very strong confidence that they think they can beat this team. And uh, so, and I do strongly feel that if Tennessee comes out number one, it changes the whole mindset of everybody. George, um, I think that is a plus toward Georgia if Tennessee comes out number one because I think it can let them relax a little more. I mean, eight and a half is ridiculous if that's what it is. It is. And I'm not I think Tennessee will win the game, but I, there's no way it's that. But And that put a lot of pressure on Georgia to me when I saw that. But Tennessee comes out number one. The whole mindset in the locker room at the University of Georgia is let's knock these guys off. And that's a different mindset to me. In 39 minutes – Who's counting? Well, I guess I'm counting. In 39 minutes, Tennessee likely will be number one in the college football playoff first release of the poll. We'll talk about that and more when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television.
Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Hey, first of all, if you are watching us live, thank you. Thank you very much. If you're watching us live, this story got out less than five minutes ago. Watson, Michigan State has added four more players to their suspended list off of what went on Saturday night after the game. 
I don't know about you, but if I'm the head coach, number one, I'm ashamed that my players have acted like thugs because that that is the proper word here. They acted like a bunch of thugs, and I don't know what they're waiting on at Michigan State to basically say, we've seen enough in this video. This group's never playing here again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, those kids will be kicked off the team. I'd hope George, they're done. Uh, if it's as bad as if, if there's more than what I saw of the video, they, they'd be off the team. This is a bad deal. And the coach is really going to have to handle this proper. And, uh, if, if he backs off in any shape, form or fashion, he's going to catch a lot of grief. I think there's going to be some prosecution to this. I'm not sure that they're, there won't be some guys arrested over it. So it's going to be interesting to watch as it goes on. Now, not that this should cause what went on, but I do think the Big Ten, and and frankly, college football in general, is going to have to rethink these one-tunnel Notre Dame and Miami going at it, you know, in South Bend, this thing here. Um, you're asking for trouble. That's a powder keg waiting to explode. Yeah, I've, I've been in those. The Texas Oklahoma one was that way. You know, the Liberty Bowl, it's that way. Or it oh, was. Sure. I don't think it still is, but every year we played those guys. Uh, when we played in the Liberty Bowl at Mississippi State and played Air Force, I mean, it's dangerous when you're in the same tunnel. And it's isn't it amazing that that Harbaugh and Franklin got into it the week before. Yes. Franklin blamed the tunnel. Harbaugh blamed Penn State and Franklin for near problems. And lo and behold, if it don't turn around and have a problem the next week. So I think the Big Ten will look at it. I don't know what Michigan can do. Um, it, it, it's been that way forever. And when I was a player, we were in the same tunnel with them. So – Michigan would have to figure out something different, and I'll bet you that the Big Ten makes them do that. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Warren, and I don't know what he's waiting on, should have issued by now something to the to the teams that says, look, until the end of the season, the home team goes in that tunnel first. The visiting team goes second. Okay, and and coming into next year, I don't give a damn if you have to build Noah's Ark. By August of 2023, I expect to know that each one of you have a plan that has two separate places. I mean, is that that yeah. hard? Well, the, the first and second is not hard as far as leaving the tunnel to go out to the game coming back in at halftime. But when a game's over, it gets really hard because you don't bring your whole team in at the same time. Everybody's shaking hands. There's a lot of things going on after a game and players come in, filter in as it, as it comes. That one would be near impossible. And that's where this one was a problem. It was after the game when there is no come out as a team, go in as a team. You're coming in as three or four at a time together or whatever. And there's not supervision of that uh, other than police that should be lined up all up and down that tunnel. But I, I, I think they're going to have to, you just, you're going to have a problem if you're coming in out of the same tunnel, George, yeah. they've got to change the tunnel. 
They've got to change dressing rooms somehow. Even if you take a few seats away and build another one somewhere underneath, I don't know, but I think it's going to have to be changed uh, because this this has been dynamite that could have happened any number of times. Oh gracious! I can remember leaving the field when I won the Oklahoma Texas game, and the winner is giving the other side all kind of grief, and I lost it on the last play of the game. I lost it on the last play of the game my second year. And, man, you're catching it as you're going in. It's dynamite. Something's got – something needs to be done with it. Yeah. Okay, so now you say who's counting. I'm counting. Uh, 30 minutes from now, the first release, uh, which normally is a big snooze. And, frankly, the only reason anybody cares at this point is because – Tennessee is right up there. I get that. But the Athletic, um, which is has done great work, they've got 27 college football analysts. So they did a poll and asked those 27, how do you think tonight will turn out? Watson, 21 of them said Tennessee would be number one, three for Georgia, three for Ohio State, in second place, and I'm reading these because, as you all can tell, Watson's on by phone today. Um, the second place was three for Tennessee, 16 for Georgia, eight for Ohio State. Third, Tennessee got three votes, Georgia eight, Ohio State 12, Michigan two, TCU Clemson, each with one. And I will admit, I found... Tony's stats about that. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I, 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 the stats, though, to me, go out this weekend in this game right, right. here. Uh, the, this game might not have been played for three or four weeks. Very seldom do you come out with this, and it's the biggest game of the year, the weekend you come out with it. And so I, I just think throw those stats out because of who wins – the stats go up for one this weekend and go way down for the other one over the winner and the loser, George, to me. Watson, I would assume, and, and I'm going to run through why I think this, that CBS and Channel 5 locally will have an even bigger number than the Tennessee-Alabama game if for no other reason than the first go-round, Tennessee-Alabama was a home game for the Vols in Knoxville. A lot of people from the Nashville area travel there. Now, that's not to say that a lot of people won't travel to Athens, but it'll be well, less. Not. It'll be considerably less. And it's an even bigger game. I didn't think that was possible, but it is. No, it's the Alabama game made this the big game. And, and uh, the, you know, you're not going to get Two three thousand people in in the in Sanford Stadium. That's Tennessee. So there, there's going to be another that hundred out of that hundred thousand. Probably ninety seven of them are having to watch it on television. Right. So they're they're going to pick up some more more eyeballs watching it on TV that that didn't even watch the Alabama game. Uh, but the 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 enormous build up to this game has been going on for a month. Matter of fact, it started as soon as Tennessee beat Alabama. It started right then, and it's just been a buildup. And 
Georgia took care of business last weekend at, at uh, in Jacksonville, and Tennessee took care of business with in in Knoxville. So it's on, and it, it's time to play. And honestly, I can't wait to see it because Georgia has got more tape now to watch Tennessee than Alabama had. They got the Alabama tape. They got the LSU tape. They got the Kentucky tape. I can tell you from watching all three games, all three of those teams played them differently. And so Kirby's getting to sit there and watch three SEC teams play them see how they lined up and how they what they tried to do to stop them. And uh, I can't wait to see what his thought process is. But I, I don't think he'll sit back like Alabama did and let the quarterback stand there and throw the ball all day long. I, I don't think that's going to happen. And really, nobody has really come after Tennessee in those three games. LSU didn't really come after them. Alabama sure didn't come after them, and Kentucky didn't come after them. So I got a feeling, George, Georgia's going to come after them more than Tennessee's seen in a while. Are you saying they send the kitchen sink or it's little five? five. They're going to bring five guys a lot more than than anybody has in any of these games. When you you bring five, you're you're basically – man with one free safety on everybody and you better get there. So I think everybody has thought we can't get there. So let's defend. And I think Georgia's got to do that more because they've got three games of good sec teams that didn't come after them. Kentucky tried to bring three and, and they, they, they busted two coverages. And other than that, they did a decent job. I thought the Tennessee defense was the difference in the game. Uh, still Tennessee's offense scored, but it was just two busted coverages by Kentucky that gave up two easy scores. So I just think they're going to go between three, four, and five and mix it good and uh, bring five more, much more than anybody else has so far against Tennessee. Not that Tennessee can't handle that. I'm not saying that. I just think it'll be the first time we've seen anybody bring five or more as much as I think Georgia will do. A couple of TV notes before I turn it over to Brian Stewart. The uh, the Tennessee Alabama game drew over um, drew over a twenty five share. No Titans game this year has gone over the twenty three point four twenty three point five number. Now. When the Titans have gotten in the playoffs, traditionally those numbers have gotten into the 30s. I would not rule out that Tennessee, Georgia gets to those kind of numbers. I'm dying to see where that all plays out. Now let's check in with Brian Stewart, find out what's going on in his world. Brian, how are you? I am doing fantastic, George, and I have to add a uh, comment in on this uh, on this ranking <laughs> here, as you know from uh, the Alabama uh, standpoint here. So everybody's forgetting about Alabama, Brian. That, that's right, man. Um, you know, it, it seems to me that as you know, and I am not. Uh, I will say it in front of everybody and the Lord and everyone. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee won that game. Um, 
They they played their butts off, and there's no taking it away from them. But let's be honest, Alabama gave them everything they wanted, and it came down to a match of the field goal kickers, and Will Reichert, his poor soul, just missed that kick, and <laughs> the outcome you know, could have been a whole lot different. So I'm hoping and praying. Uh, one way or the other, uh, Tennessee beats Georgia or Georgia beats Tennessee. I think you're going to see Alabama again in Georgia, uh, in Atlanta there at the SEC championship. Cause I, I do think that they can beat LSU and Ole Miss and Auburn. Um, you know, so I, you know, I'm just saying, don't count Nick Saban. Out. Oh, I know it. Hey, listen, let me ask you this. I've heard a rumor on Will Reichert that y'all have taken away his tied pride card. <laughs> yeah exist, uh, it, you know it, it's, it's pride? come on well it's always been amazing that um you know with the uh ever since Saban got there 2006 and, and you shouldn't have to answer this well it, it 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 always amazes me that we have number one uh you know ranked uh classes coming out every year and no matter what, it seems like we always have a problem finding a kicker. Yeah. I mean, it just absolutely amazes me. I'm like nobody in the state of Alabama or surrounding states can kick a football when it comes to Alabama football. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think Will Reichert is is still a heck of a player. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't imagine. And I think anybody puts himself in that position, being on that field in that moment Ooh. with all those people, you know, screaming and carrying on. And he, I think Will – Will Rikers, what, 2021 tops? So, you know, I mean, that's that's a tough spot for anybody. Tell me what's going on in your world. Well, a lot's been going on, and I apologize for my absence. Uh, I had the uh, Haunted Hustle that we do, our charity race, our 5K race that we do with Sumner Realtors. Uh, that benefits Habitat for Humanity, and we did that Saturday morning. So Thursday and Friday, I had pre-race registration and packet pickup going on. Uh, I'm very happy to say, George, um, I think that, you know, giving back to the community and uh, doing what we can to help people in need is what I think it's all about. Um, Amen. You know, we're all putting food on the table, of course, but, you know, any chance that we have to help somebody else, I mean, that's what One Stop Realty and Auction is all about. I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I am constantly in the community trying to do what I can to help. And this weekend, we were able to raise over $16,000 uh, off of our 5K. And it was just uh, an amazing weekend. I got to, I got uh, my birthday was Sunday. So everybody at the race sang happy birthday to me. So that was pretty cool. You want to um, skip me singing, though. Yeah. Well, I, you know, that's why I was glad. Happy birthday, those... but no singing. <laughs> I was glad that those uh, 100 plus people out there sang to me. And, you know, I was looking for you, George, at 4 5 o'clock in the morning, see if you were going to show up. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a great weekend. Uh, you know, it's back to business today. We got the first of the month here and we're trying to get people into these houses by the end of the month. So, you know, we've got the, the charity stuff still going on. Uh, we're we're going to be doing some stuff for Christmas coming up. And it's hard to believe that it's already the holidays coming on us. So just look out on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Follow us there. Um, look at us on the on our website, One Stop Realty TN. Uh, give us a call. 
look, we're always involved and we're here to help. So if you want to get want to get involved in the community or you need help finding a property, we're your people. Well said. Let's do it again tomorrow. George, thank you. Watson, Billy, y'all have a great one. Beautiful. See you, Brian. See you, Brian. Okay, we'll go to the break. We'll wrap things up with plaster bed of the day. Last night, I had the Phillies, and they got rained out. So no win, no loss. Let's see what we do tonight on Main Street Media Television. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 sub-specialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. The high school football season is here and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. It's, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools uh, in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover, we try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows, it's, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna show, we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with, with reporters across several mid-state games on the weekly basis. So, you know, whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're going to have you covered from 6 to 11. Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drunk. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. All right, you know what time it is. It's time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, they have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. Okay, George, no no need to check the results from the, the weekend. We didn't have a game yeah, last night. but I night. think Watson needs to know what the percentages are. So go ahead and put it up there, and then I'll tell him. <laughs> okay, here's uh, Watson. I know you're not seeing this, but record is still 61 and 63. Watson, that's 49.2%. 49.2. I said 125, so uh-huh. that's good. Round it <laughs> up in my favor. Great on the curve. Give him every advantage you can possibly give him, Billy. God knows I hate it. <laughs> well, he's he's once he gets to 500, Watson, oh. we are not going to hear the end of it. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, it's been quite well, a fight. I mean, that's 124. I don't know if I'm ready when, for it. When 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 you're when you're become a hero when you get to 500, that never worked. That didn't just get me very far when I. 500 low standards low bar low bar low bar okay george you ready watson you try doing this see see if 500's a low bar (laughs) well if you're at five if you're below 500 you're losing money no question that's what why do you think these casinos have these chandeliers because they're making (laughs) money this is why do you think they're good why do, why do you think they give you all these free rooms everywhere you go? I, I don't, first of all, I haven't been anywhere in a long time. Uh, I've been busy working. I've been home. Oh, okay. Constantly. I'm leaving that. I'm leaving that. I'm saying I, right here it gets, it's over. I'm not talking any further. Oh, Okay, so that would be because we're not going to get into that. No, no, because you'd call it something bad. Um, Let that one go. Yeah. Okay, so let's tell people where we're going tonight. Okay, so George, you're going with Philadelphia again. You Mm -hmm. were riding them last night, got postponed, plus 122 
in Vegas right now. Here's the difference. The rainout has allowed the Phillies to go with Ranger Suarez, who they believe right now is a better pitcher than Noah Noah Syndergaard. I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, I, I'm I'm a Noah Syndergaard fan. Anyway, I, I just think this crowd in Philly is going to will them to a win. They're going to be nutso. Mm. They're going to be Neyland Stadium nutso. And and I'm going to go with that. Hey, Watson, I got one little piece of Braves news. What's that? Dansby Swanson, about 30 minutes ago, awarded uh, the gold glove in the National League as the shortstop. And uh, that, that is the first of his career. That is a very deserved honor, man. No matter what he was doing at the plate over the last few years, and he's been a streak hitter, but it has never affected his play in the field, which has been incredible. So congratulations to Dansby. If you put a gun to my head and said, do you think he's re-signing? I think it's no better than 50-50. Yeah, this will this will help him. What a year to get the go glove. <laughs> Yeah. Right at free agency. So this will this will this will up his dollars even more. Tomorrow on the show, we'll hear from Vanderbilt football coach Clark Lee. Commodores take on South Carolina Saturday night in kind of a pressure game. This looks like their best shot to get a conference win, and in particular off the stink bomb that South Carolina laid Saturday against Missouri. Well, so, and with the 1982 team being honored, George, we might have old George McIntyre looking down on West End Saturday night. Might be something special. Who knows? Might be a pretty good offensive coordinator that came out of that maybe, bunch as well. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, and his his punishment for that is he works with me every day. <laughs> Watson. No. Oh, go ahead. I said that's not punishment, George. Uh, you're nice to say that. Hey, we've missed your smiling face. Hopefully, we can get this straightened out tomorrow. Let's hope so. See you then. All right, buddy. See you. Billy, behave. George, I'll try. All of you behave. This is Main Street Media Television. <laughs>